You're listening to the Unstoppable E-Commerce Podcast. I'm Karen Parkinson. And I'm Megan Winter. It takes more than a great product, a pretty website, and some social media to have a successful online store, but you've probably already figured that out. So after a decade each in the industry, we thought it was about time we shared our knowledge, experience and wisdom with you so you can sell more on your online store. In today's episode, we are going to talk about how to increase your website conversion rate so you can start to see more sales without actually increasing your traffic. We're going to go over five tech checks, five on-site must-haves, as well as the ultimate test you have to pass to make sure that your website is ready for traffic. Before we dive in, if you enjoy this episode, please like, share and leave a review. It would mean the world to us. Plus, it will help other online store owners find the information they're looking for. Let's dive in. We hope you enjoy this episode. Essentially, there are three ways to make more money on your online store. The first one is to get more people to your website. So essentially to drive more traffic to your website, get more eyeballs looking at your website. The second one is to get those people to spend more per sale. So this is to increase your average order value. And the third one is to get more visitors to make a purchase. So the people that you already have coming to your website, get more of them to check out. And this is increasing your conversion rate. So this is the bit that we're going to sort of cover today is how to increase your conversion rate. So we're looking at that third way of making more money on your online store. So why is that matter? And why is it such a big deal? So let's have a look at the conversion rate and how it can really impact your store. So if you've got 500 website visitors coming to your store per month and you've got a 1% conversion rate and they spend on average $100, you're going to make $500 revenue from that store. If you have the exact same amount of traffic, so we're still just sitting at 500 people, but you increase your conversion rate to the optimal, which is 3% or higher and you still have the same average order value so they're still only spending $100 you now have a revenue of $1,500 from those 500 people instead of 500 so you've tripled your revenue by increasing your conversion rate now that might not seem like too much but let's have a look at it at a store that gets 5,000 people. So we're still sitting at a 1% conversion rate. If you've got 5,000 visitors per month, still the same $100 average order value, you're now getting a $5,000 revenue. Good on you. But if you get 5,000 visitors per month, still have an average order value of $100, but you have a 3% conversion rate, you're now getting $15,000 revenue from the same amount of people. All we've done is increase that conversion rate by just 2% and you've made an extra 10000 for the month, tripling your revenue again. Yes, please. Yes, please. <laughs> your conversion rate makes a very big difference. And we're talking about minimal adjustments here to bring up that percentage rate from just 1% to 3%. Yeah. So the biggest mistake that we see people make is that they'll try and drive traffic to a website that's not ready for it. So essentially this is like turning on the taps and not having any buckets in place to capture your water. So if you think about water being traffic, people coming to your website, but if you've got a no buckets or a really leaky bucket in trying to capture that water, it's just going to be such a massive waste of time and effort and money. So I was actually do this demonstration 
especially when I'm speaking on stage, I'll actually open a bottle of water and tip it on the floor and people are like, oh my God. I remember because the first time we tried to film one about this, you tip the water all over me. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, not sorry. So, but if you think about it, like you've got all of this precious resource, all of these amazing potential customers coming to your website. But if your website is not ready to do the heavy lifting, aka turn those people into a sale, though it's just such a massive waste of resources. And your resources include, so if you think about how much time, effort, energy, money it takes to get people to your website, all of that that you have put into getting those people to your website, it's hard work. It takes time, it takes money. And if your website is then essentially just a leaky bucket, then all of that potential has gone to waste. So let's have a look at some of those things we can do to plug the holes and keep those people on our website and get them buying. So we're going to quickly go over our five things that you need to do on screen and off screens. We're looking at that tech checks. Now we do go into these in more details in, I believe, episode six and seven of our podcast. So go back and go over these. But just to reiterate, the behind the scenes stuff that you can do is making sure that your website is fast to load. Nobody likes sitting around waiting for a slow website. There's nothing worse. So you want to make sure you optimally want it to load within three seconds. The next thing that you want to make sure is that your website is optimized for mobile. So most of your traffic, probably 80% actually, is coming from mobile. So people are looking at your website on their mobile phones. There is nothing worse than jumping on a website and it being clearly only a desktop website. And it's amazing how many of these still exist. So you want to make sure that your website is not only mobile friendly, but actually built for mobile first and then kind of made into a desktop friendly version. So you don't want people to have to like zoom in and out and try and find the buttons that they're looking for or have a hidden menu or just making it really hard for people to actually experience your website and your products on a mobile phone. Yeah. You got to cater for those of us with fat fingers, right? (laughs) The next thing you want to do is make sure that you've got your Facebook pixel installed. So we'll go over why this is so important in our other podcasts, but you just want to make sure that that is installed and working correctly so you can pick up all that data. The other tool that you want to make sure that you have installed is your Google Analytics. So you may have Google Analytics already installed. If you don't, it's a free tool that's really simple to pop in there. Make sure you put it in and also make sure that you have your e-commerce turned on. This is not done by default. So make sure you've turned that on and then it will just start to give you lots of amazing data that you can start to track and measure. And then lastly, we want to make sure that we are ready to follow up those people that come to the website, but leave without buying. So we can follow those people up with Facebook ads. We can follow them up with emails, but you just want to make sure that you're not just going, see ya, and not doing anything with those people because we've spent lots of time on social media, on paid ads, on email marketing to get them to our website. We don't want to then just forget them when they leave. We want to make sure that we've got a good follow-up system in place. Yeah. And so like when we were talking before about a conversion rate, so if you think about a one or 2% conversion rate, that's one or two people out of a hundred people coming to your website that actually make a purchase. Not everybody is going to buy in their very first interaction either. So highly recommend going and having a listen to episode hmm, I'm going to say, which is all about the tech stuff and just exactly how you can set all of that up. But just know that, yeah, it's so super important because 
people are going to add to cart and leave your website without buying. So if you don't have all of these things in place, you're essentially just leaving a massive amount of money on the table. Definitely. And then there's also five on-site must-haves. So if we're guessing episode six for the tech, we're guessing episode seven for these ones. Correct-ish, maybe. (laughs) Don't take our word for it. Uh, So we're talking about like sort of the look and feel and how your website works. So you want to make sure you have a really clean and simple layout. We've talked a little bit about ditching the default for some things, but in this case, you want to actually use a layout that people are used to. So you don't want to confuse people. You don't want them to have to go looking for your add to cart button or looking for the description or images because they're not in the right place. So making sure that your layout is nice and simple to follow is really important. The next thing that you want to make sure you have is a really easy to navigate menu. So in our free group, e-commerce entrepreneurs, we do free website audits. So these are little mini website audits where we go through people's websites. The number one, I would say almost the number one thing that we get people to change is their menu layout. This is where people will leave things like shop, about, contact us. If you're running an online store, you want to make sure that your menu actually tells me what it is that you sell. So you want to say things like dresses, shirts, pants, shoes in your menu item rather than just shop now. So really making sure that you have an easy to navigate and a crystal clear menu. The next thing which is super important is to have high quality product images. So the quality of your images really reflect the quality of your product because people can't see them in person. They're relying on those images to tell them what they are. You want to be able to show them from different angles. You want to show them inside the products, outside the products, and really portray the size and shape and everything. So you want to have a mixture of product images, lifestyle images, packaging images so that we know exactly how it's going to arrive as well. And then following on from images, so images are really, really important. Images are transferred through to the human brain 60,000 times faster than text, but text is also really important. So making sure that you have product descriptions that really evoke emotion and take me along for the journey, essentially. So your product descriptions should be things that are really unique to your brand, talking in your brand voice, evoking emotion, being clever with it, not just having the default boring, you know, shop now, this is our latest collection, having things that, you know, are talking in your brand voice. So one example that I love is Beverly Jim Burke. Kim is amazing. This, she's selling a little headband and she's got, whether it's to create a statement, tame that fluffy duck hair or to warm little ears on a coolish day. This adjustable top knot is the perfect accessory. And so when I'm looking at that, I'm like, oh, fluffy duck hair. I can imagine my baby wearing this because she's got fluffy duck hair. And yes, it's great on cold days. So you're really like evoking my emotions with that product statement. Now, one of the most important things, and I feel like we say this for everything because they are all the most important things, (laughs) but trust. If somebody doesn't trust you and your brand and your website, they're not going to buy from you. Simple as that. So you need to build trust on your website. And there's a few different ways that you can do this. One that you might've seen on a lot of e-commerce sites is displaying genuine reviews. So you want to know when you're buying something that you're not the first person to buy it. No one wants to be the first person to jump into the water or the first person to do anything because they want to make sure that someone's done it before and that it went okay. So if you can show reviews from other people, then puts their mind at ease that other people have gone through this website, they've purchased it, they've 
have received it and that it was exactly what it says it was. So showing those reviews are really important. Yeah. And this is like everything with marketing is actually, I feel like it's linked back to psychology. So human behavior and human psychology, like Karen said, you don't want to be the first person. This is linked back to our survival. If you see somebody else eating the red berries and they don't die, we know those red (laughs) berries are okay. But if somebody eats the red berries and dies, we're not going to eat the red berries. Or if nobody's eaten the red berries before, you definitely don't want to be the first one to test it. So all of these things, we're not just saying them because they're cute and fun and nice. We're saying them because it actually is what influencing human behavior. The next thing which really closely linked to reviews is user-generated content. So user-generated content is essentially just content that your users, your customers of your product generate for you. So this is photos that they take when they're out and about, when they're using your product. It's essentially photos of your products that are not brand led. So you haven't taken the photos, your customers have taken them for you. And again, it just shows that other people have purchased and love your products. Yeah. And another way to kind of ties into those things, but is encouraging the community. So Smoothie Bombs do this really, really well. You know, they even showcase on their website, like other people that have sent through those user-generated images of themselves consuming the product. And they really try and make people feel like It says sip by sip together, we've got this. Join the squad. So it's all about getting people to be a part of a community of people that consumes that product. And if you can create a community around your brand, then you've got this sense of belonging. People love to belong to a community, right? And you've also got FOMO because they're like, oh, they look like they're having so much fun with that product. I want to have fun with that product as well. So if you can create community around your products or your brand, that's where people really want to be part of that community. And not just for consumables, like people want to be part of the Tiffany community they want to be part of the people that get that little blue blocks blue Blue box (laughs) (laughs) the little blue box like I remember the first time I bought something from Tiffany I was just so excited to get that box she's like would you like to wear it straight away and I remember saying only if I still get the box so you know that's kind of a community around that brand as well yeah the smoothie bombs do this well with their Facebook group too so you have to you know be part of that to get some of their exclusive content recipes and stuff like that and just really just building up that community one other way to build trust is to include value icons throughout your website. So you want to put these on your homepage, your product page. As we always say, if you're being repetitive, congratulations, your marketing. So value icons are essentially just little icons, graphical icons that summarize what you're promising to give people when they buy from you. So this could be things like vegan friendly, Australian made, family business, toxin free, even like things like free shipping, all of the little promises that you're making, all of the extra value that you're giving people, the values that you're aligning with and your customers want to align this. You can say this in bullet points and you can talk about this in your copy and everything. But if you actually visually represent it in a little icon. One, it's going to really be consumed and understood a lot quicker because people get graphics so much quicker than they get words. But also we're taught as humans that anything that has a badge on it or a little icon is something that has authority and credibility. So we're really tapping into that too, to build trust. And coming along with this trust and those value icons is your guarantee. So we've heard things like 100% money back guarantee and love it or your money back, things like that. And it can be hard as a business owner to go, oh, I'm going to guarantee everything. But really, if you're not convinced enough that your product is going to be 
as good a quality as what you're saying it is, then why should I believe that? So if you're not prepared to back your product with a guarantee, then why should I be prepared to buy it? So you have to be so confident that your product is exactly what you say it is and that is the quality that you're saying it is that you should definitely put a guarantee against your product. It should be easy to return it if it's not right. And one of the big things between buying online towards buying in store is that I can try it and I can try it on for sizing and things like that. So if you make it hard for people to change it, if it's not right, they're not going to be a loyal customer. But if you make it really easy to change it, if they get the wrong size, because it's the first time they've bought from you, then they're going to go on and buy from you again and become loyal because you made it a good transaction and an easy one. Because if you're not, then they're really not going to come back again. So having a guarantee is really important for adding trust as well. So we've covered a lot of things here. We've covered some tech checks, some on-site, some trust. There's a lot of elements. And as Karen said, they're all the most important one. (laughs) There's so many moving parts within a website and we want you to look at that conversion rate. So if you're using, you know, Shopify, which is the platform that we recommend, it'll show you in the dashboard instantly what your conversion rate is, as will a lot of the other platforms. So look at that as your black benchmark. But how do you know that your website is actually doing its job? We have created the three second test. Now, this is essentially the ultimate test that you must pass to know that your website is ready for traffic. So what is the three second test? The three second test is a test that we want you to do to basically see if your website is ready for traffic or not. So you're going to get five people that do not know what you sell. Not your mum. Not your mum, not your sister, not your friend, not someone who's heard you harping on about your product. Uh, not again someone and again. that's going to be nice. Yeah, exactly. And you want to show them your website for no more than three seconds. And the way that we actually recommend you do this is if you're doing it through Zoom or something because you're all in lockdown, take a screenshot of your website, show it to somebody for three seconds. The reason why we say screenshot is so that they can't scroll down and have a look around and, you know, spend more than three seconds on it. Once they've had a look at it for three seconds, take it away and then ask them, what do you think I sell? Who do you think is my customer base? Like, who do you think I sell it to? And bonus points if they can actually tell you like, you know, what is different about me, like different about you than someone else out there. So once you've done that, you'll get a really amazing understanding of is your website actually doing its job or not? Yeah. And if you don't have anyone to ask this, we actually have a three second test thread in our free group, which is Unstoppable E-Commerce Entrepreneurs. You can jump in there and basically we ask that you put your website there and then you go and do the test for three other people. So three people will do yours and you do three other people's and that way you can all get some feedback on your website. But if they can't tell who it's for and what it is that you're selling, you've failed. (laughs) You know, you've failed the internet for the day. But no, if you do fail the three-second test, you just need to go back and revisit those tech checks, revisit those on-site must-haves, and then keep doing the three-second test before you start driving traffic to your site. Because there is no point, as Megan said, spending all that time and effort on your social media and your emails, putting in the money for Facebook ads and things like that, if you haven't passed the three-second test. Because failing the three-second test means you've got a lot of holes in your bucket that you need to plug. 
Now, what do you do if you actually pass the three second test? Well, you still go and do the same thing. So you revisit your five tech checks. You revisit those on-site must-haves that we spoke about, your trust and making sure that everything is clear. And you do the three second test regularly. So we recommend that you actually pop this in your calendar to revisit quarterly, every six months, that kind of thing. Because as we mentioned right at the start of this episode, if you can increase your conversion rate just by a percent, half a percent even, that is massive, especially if you're starting starting to get a lot of traffic through. So even if you pass the three second test, do not rest on your laurels. Keep trying to improve it, test and measure and tweak. And as we say, a website is not a tattoo. So go through and just make small changes, test and measure and never stop improving. Yeah. Then put it all together. So make sure that you do all those behind the scene tech checks, go listen to episode six, then all of your on-site stuff. So making sure that you've got the website looking right and functioning well, and then making sure that you pass the three second test once you've done all of those things, congratulations, you are now ready to start sending more traffic. Yay. So in some coming episodes, we're going to talk about how to do that with things like content and email and social media and Facebook ads and all of that fun stuff. But there's no point in doing any of that unless you're traffic ready. So go get traffic ready and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. If you're looking to sell more on your online store, you might like to check out Ecom Igniter, our online training program. Find out more at ecomigniter.com and be sure to join the waitlist to access our special early bird offer.